Hello. Oh, Hello. Shall we do an awkward intro? Oh, I, I think so. I'm always ready to be awkward. Does anybody else find it funny that Trav's profile cartoon has his eye closed too? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Pre- premonition. And we're just going to leave that in here without context. Absolutely. Uh, hey, guys. Hi. It Howdy. is the year of 2008 on the podcast again. 2008. Covering a film called Wally and helping us cover the film Wally is friend of the podcast, Bat Sam. Sam, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty Welcome. good. Welcome. Thank you. What was that? What in the world? That's great. Is that in my background? I I don't know who's heard, background. I heard some laughter. <laughs> there was some jovialness going on. <laughs> we're, we're all having a good time. Yes. More jovality. Yeah, that's a uh, fun word. Indeed, that. that's going in the lexicon. I I may have just made that up, Good. but it, it feels like the way you should conjugate that, right? Hmm? Well, we're going to get down to some brass tacks now, Sam. We're going to harass you with three questions. All right. All right. So uh, our first question is: uh, the year is two thousand eight. If you don't mind telling us, how old were you in two thousand eight, and do you have any memories of the time? Oh, eight. I was 19, and uh, 19 was a good year. Um, I met my husband when I was 19, oh, and uh, I think it was my second year of college. And, yeah. I mean, I was 19, so I was young in good health. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Uh, oh, good. Good. Um, our second question, what are some formative films that got you into enjoying film? Mm. Um, well, you know, I didn't grow up like being super into, uh, like classic films or, you know, that stuff that I do watch now, but, um, we were super, super poor growing up. So we really only had, you know, maybe like eight VHSs, you know, on loop. And so probably my favorite one that I would just rewind after it was done, wait, you know, five minutes for it to rewind, uh, was Beauty and the Beast. Um, but I was really young then, but you know, just like, um, stuff like, uh, Sandlot and Stand By Me and A League of Their Own. I absolutely loved A League of Their Own as a kid. Um, I mean, I still do. Um, Fifth Element and like Star Wars or yes. some. I think those are probably like the most vital ones. Those are some some good ones there, and I feel that the growing up kind of. I'm like super into film now, but growing up we had like a handful of VHSs. My parents weren't yeah. really into movies or anything, so <laughs> we had all of the VHSs, but they were all recordings from things like HBO. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. yeah. Wait. Oh man, we had a box. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's gonna get me in trouble right now. Um, but yeah, we had one of those boxes, and uh, whenever my parents were like out, me and my brother, we would just watch movies that we were not supposed to watch, or like shows like Tales from the Crypt was one of my favorite shows growing up, and I was like eight watching that. That is not okay. You know. 
my kid just watched Gremlins the other day, and he's eight. And I was like, oh my god, you know? Like, right. I feel like Gremlins yeah. is okay though. It, it's, yeah, until until it's intense though. The chick says there is no Santa, and I was like, ah, I forgot about that part. Man. The whole the whole story of her dad being shut yeah, down the yeah. chimney. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous i don't know should i question my parents they gave me a little gizmo when i was like four no man because i remember what like kids kids movies when we were kids and kids movies now were two different things oh yeah and and they just shoved some weird shit in kids movies when we were kids yeah no definitely now it has to be real now yeah uh all right so now our final question and the most important question that's ever been asked of any human being Oh my god. Have you seen and what do you think of the cinematic masterpiece that is Blue's Big City Adventure? I have not seen that. Oh, oh it's yes. on it's on Paramount Plus. It is wonderful. You son you, of a bitch. You switched it up what? on us. What? Going what into the new year with the new film. You gotta have a new film. Okay. Okay. He, he used to ask about another film. The twenty nineteen cinematic masterpiece that is Cats. <sighs> I, I haven't seen that movie, but I've seen that original musical. No, okay. uh, my friends growing up used to be obsessed. Oh, is it okay if I answer that one instead? Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my friend growing up used to be obsessed with it. And most people hate that musical. Because it's um, fucking terrible. <laughs> so that movie I hear is I haven't seen it. Um, and the musical is a little bit daunting because it's based off of a T.F. Eliot compile of poems so it makes right. absolutely yeah. no fucking sense yeah so no, not even a little bit yeah um but some of the music is good you know like um <laughs> and i mean it's uh you just gotta watch it like 10 times no and... you really don't in fact i'd say the last thing you should do is watch it 10 times <laughs> you should definitely watch the movie 10 times uh well the the old one okay no Fair just none of them just absolutely none of them all right. It's Paul's favorite fever. It's not dream. my favorite. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I don't know. Yeah, it's fair. Oh, no. No, no, no. Paul takes care of that enough. <laughs> everybody, you don't need to advocate for it at all. Okay. Uh, I don't advocate for the devil. I am the devil. Oh, <laughs> I like the way you said that. That, that just kind of kind of <clears throat> did it for me there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's talk about a movie. Yes, let's talk about a movie. Hello, you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And I'm Sam Schaefer. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsting Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. And what are we watching this week, Zach? This week, we're watching Wally, a cautionary tale about consumerism and environmentalism from a giant multi-billion dollar film studio. Yes, irony abounds. Hmm. Hmm. Excellent. Is this everybody's first time seeing Wally? <laughs> no. No. For me? No. Does anybody remember the first time they did see Wally? In theaters. In yeah. theaters. Wow. I um actually only saw it 
three years ago for the first Ooh. time. Oh, word. I like waited a while to see it. I thought it was just going to be, um, I have no problem watching, you know, kid movies or anything like that. But uh, I just thought it was going to be super kiddie. Um, but I actually had to watch it for a film class and it was awesome, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got my ticket stub somewhere. I think I saw this at Regal post workman years, obviously. Post, obviously. I was living in uh, Illinois at the time, so I saw this probably in Moline, Illinois. Mm. And I believe the name of the theater was Great Escape. Should have had Steve McQueen's head as like the logo. Yes. Yes, it should. All right. Well, that will get us into our Oscar breakdown. Best animated feature 2008. Wally wins, giving Andrew Stanton an Academy Award, beating Bolt and Kung Fu Panda. Uh, outside of the category, I believe Wally is the only animated film to pick up any extra nominations, one going to Best Original Screenplay, giving Andrew Stanton, Jim Reardon, and Pete Docter nominations, being beat by Milk by Dustin Lance Black. Uh, Wally also nominated for Best Original Score, giving Thomas Newman an Academy Award nomination, losing to Slumdog Millionaire, giving A.R. Rahman an Academy Award. Indeed. Uh, A.R. Rahman's not done beating Wally for Academy Awards because he wins Best Original Song for Jai Ho. Wally, uh, down to earth, giving Peter Gabriel and Thomas Newman Academy Award nominations. Nice. The best member of Genesis. Absolutely. Uh, best sound editing, Wally. Ben, legendary uh, Lucas, uh, yeah, legendary Lucasfilm uh, sound designer Ben Burt and Matthew Wood, who uh, most people would know as the voice of General Grievous, uh, yeah. nominated for the Academy Award, losing to The Dark Knight, give Richard King an Academy Award. Mm. Mm. Wally also up for sound mixing. Tom Myers, Michael Smanick, and Ben Burt again in the category. Uh, losing to Slump Dog Millionaire, giving Rasul Pakuti, Richard Pryke, and Ian Tapp Academy Awards. I feel like all of those are deserving, and Wally was as well, probably. Probably. Now, this isn't an animated film getting nominated for an Academy Award, but Human Walking Cartoon. Sean Penn wins an Academy Award for playing Harvey Milk. Mm. Human walking cartoon. Yep. Yep. I'd back, I'd back that. Thank you. I do actually love that movie, but I... Uh, that's a good movie. I just wanted to make fun of Sean Penn again. There you go. And that is our Oscar breakdown. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. This movie. And it's a goddamn great movie. It's a great movie. All right, that's it, it folks. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to argue there. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's one of those I <sighs> Pixar still has not missed at this point, and I feel like they kind of upped the game with this one as well. I, yeah. I, I feel like they just kick it into a complete new gear at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like you get two movies out of this where two halves of two <laughs> movies. <laughs> And I would have enjoyed either of them by themselves. I would have enjoyed a movie of just Wally on Earth cleaning shit. Yeah. And just enjoying life. Fair. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, it, it, I, I just I really like this movie a lot. 
Yeah. Ever since, you know, when I was sitting in theaters, it's been well talked about and documented now, but I was sitting in theaters watching <laughs> the opening of this movie. You sneeze well, bless you. No, I coughed. <laughs> oh, well. My coughs and sneezes sound very similar, so thank you. <laughs> it takes away your blessings. <laughs> damns you to hell. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just sitting there and watching this opening scene, no dialogue beyond the tape of Hello, Dolly. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... And, and the, uh, the videos of Fred Willard... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Global CEO um, of <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing that they got him in there. And I was reading about he, how he's like still like the only live action person in any Pixar film that's had speaking lines. Um, <laughs> good that it's Fred Willard. But it's just like, I can't believe that we're watching what is, like Sam said, advertised as an animated children's film. And, we're, and it's got this pacing. And it's opening like this. It kicks into another gear, obviously, but it, it's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely done yeah. not like a normal animated film. Like you can tell that they've shot it like a movie. Like the angles are like a live action film. Uh, you know, when they their pans and stuff like that. Um, it's really incredible. And like you were saying. It's completely silent, basically, besides the music for a huge portion of the film. And I think that they did it to kind of be like an old silent film, you know. Um, and it's just cool that they can do that and it still be so entertaining, especially to a lot of, you know, newer movie audiences that yeah. would generally be bored by that. But, you know, the robots are just so entertaining and so humanistic it's just wild yeah, yeah and there's it, it's pretty crazy how pixar just sold a charlie chaplin half of a charlie chaplin <laughs> yeah, film yeah, to children right? like <laughs> yeah so much uh, but there's so much little uh, tactile movements and things that that still grab attention of like little kids like little squeak here a little tap tap Crinkle here, yeah. or the oh yeah, yeah. or Buster really. Keaton. You're saying Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the very like slapsticky and you know over dramatized to keep kids interested, like you're saying. Yeah, but also like a Mad Max dystopian kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dust yeah. storms and chaos, and but we get a <sighs> we get an adorable little cockroach. Yeah, I love the I love the cockroach. It's like they can survive anything. They brought that joke in yeah. without saying it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and my wife who hates cockroaches just <laughs> mine too. Cannot Adores stand the them. cockroach. Thinks that cockroach is the cutest thing, which tells you exactly <laughs> how well they did with it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but Ben Burton, and Matthew Wood are doing so much good work in this movie. The sound design is captivating. Yeah, Ben Burton's incredible. Incredible. Um, so I didn't actually learn about Foley artists. So I was telling you guys, I took that film class and I didn't, you know, I knew that there were Foley artists, but I didn't know they were called Foley artists. And, you know, I didn't study them or anything like that. And Bember is obviously like the king. And uh, it's just incredible, like what he does and the sounds that, like, when you really listen to it um, in the movie, like, the things that he does. And then when you watch like behind the scenes of him, like messing with stuff, you know, like pans and trash cans and <laughs> lettuce and just weird <laughs> stuff, you know, you're just like, wow, you're a genius. Also, let me go in my kitchen and play for an hour, you know? Right. Also, also let me be the voice of Wally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. God. He's so good. Um, yeah. 
I'm a big fan of Matthew Wood too. His work on the um, the Star Wars prequels is pretty astounding. So, yeah, the film like it's got this message, the a statement on anti-consumerism, wildly kind of accurate realization. It's not that old of a film, but to think about when it's being made in like 2007, uh, Facebook is really just becoming a thing. You know, we mm-hmm. had MySpace and other other. Zangas or whatever else, but we didn't have the social media that we have now. But this movie, yeah, really, pretty much telegraphed prediction of what we have only fourteen years later. Um, and you know, I was kind of getting upset though as I was watching a couple clips after I watched the film. Then I was reading some comments and things, and I was like, I love this movie, and I love its message. But I think some people are receiving a weird message with it. I was like. There's a lot of right-wing propaganda in the comments about how Wally is warning us about falling victim to the hive mind. But I, I, I get it, yes. But there are people talking about vaccines and and oh, taking Lord. taking the red pill. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's probably a Matrix reference <laughs> with you know their shirts coming back red when they come out. But <laughs> this is more about saving the environment and not falling to consumerism than government mandates and and some of the stuff I was reading. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, people people really write things on the film sometimes that yeah. Uh, I yeah. I can't understand how they get to that conclusion, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is this is about overconsumption. Yeah. And and you know, using resources until they're completely depleted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're what? They're floating around in space for 700 years because we've <laughs> fucked the Earth so bad. Yeah. See, now, just to be the guy, I saw Utopia. <laughs> I mean, but, come on. You say depleted resources, 700 years, they're working on the same resources. Sounds like that's kind of how it should fucking work. And give they, me my fat guy chair any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the, come on. The, there is a little bit of, it's like, okay, on one hand... You got all these people who are, there's no war, there's no crime, but there's no individuality. It's like, I, okay, yeah, it's not, it, we don't need to I get saw to that. a <laughs> ship filled with people who were sociable because, yeah, sure, over overusing social media, but they were constantly with each other talking. Um, sure, they didn't see the beauty of what was either around them or around the ship until that was taken away. But you know what? I'm not saying it's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm just saying, is it so bad? You're just saying you'd be in your element. I would go. Oh, I would be the guy. <laughs> like I'd be the, like, do we have to go back guys? Cause that sounds like a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Look, all I'm saying is I'm wondering how soon we can get these pizza plants growing. Right. <laughs> Put a seed in the earth and you get food like pizza. That's <laughs> give me that now. My luck well, is so, some deep dish bullshit. Um, <laughs> I read that the, the director said that um, I guess there wasn't supposed to be like any really like meaning behind it, which I, I don't know. If I believe that or not, <laughs> you really um, can't. Like it's it's, it's about read, how we fucked it up. Yeah. So I also read that the original title was going to be Trash Planet, 
So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, or as I like to call it, short circuit three. Um, yes, right. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's no way you can say that it didn't mean something when you were going to call it trash planet. But uh, Yeah, nothing yeah. inherently political about that. Right. Um, I think that, you know, it's kind of like the easy way out for directors um, and writers is that, you know, like oh, I uh, just wrote a story and yeah, whatever it, it yeah, sounds, whatever you wanted to mean. It sounds like the, uh, the Michael Jordan quote when uh, they asked Michael Jordan to kind of stand up for the black community. And he said, Republicans buy sneakers too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's, it sounds like the very hands off, like, Hey man, uh, you can you can take whatever you want out of this movie, but you know Republicans buy movie tickets too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um on a strictly like film level, I I love how uh there seems to be a lot of influence from a movie like Brazil or Two Thousand One Space Odyssey. Obviously, right. Yeah. Those are obvious ones, but I just watched Brazil for the first time probably in oh six or oh seven. Then I went and saw this, yeah. and I'm like, a lot of the screen. There's some screens, and there's some different. I mean, the use of the song in the trailer, I can't remember it was in the movie at a point, too, but yeah, from Brazil. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I just saw that movie probably in 09. Yeah. I mean, it's one oh. that you have to check off the list for sure. It's really good. <laughs> oh, Gill- Gilliam's a, a master. A treasure. Indeed. I um, brought my, um, by and large, uh, Reese's Cup that I started last week and I'm going to finish it. <laughs> I think it's lasted a lot longer than I would let it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have gone to three bites for me. I saved it for the podcast. I should have brought um, in my uh, jizz and drive cup. I yes. don't bring any snacks. I brought I water either. though. Gotta have the water. I always have my water. I usually have like a fruit punch <laughs> and a snack. Switch it up. Double fisting. Right. Uh, no, no cranberry juice and uh, <laughs> eggnog. No, that's eggnog. specifically for the holidays. <laughs> cranberry juice. <laughs> what are you on your period? Yeah. Seven <laughs> Eleven says this is a good source of vitamin C, but I don't know if I should believe them or not. It's probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like the music in this movie a yes. lot. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Louis Armstrong fan because I play the trumpet. So oh, yeah, nice. it's like required. Uh, but I just think it's great that they add him in the movie, uh, his song in the movie. Um, his because, cover of Edith Piaf's Vion Rose. Yes, yes. And it's a little different, but I love, I mean, I would take his version any day. And uh, I agree. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because he's in Hello Dolly. So it's a fun little like, <laughs> ha ha, which I, I only just saw that movie like three years ago. That is a bizarre adaptation of that musical. Yeah. Uh, Gene Kelly was on something when he directed that. <laughs> yeah. It's something else. But hey, what the fuck is going on? I'm in a cloud. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Working with some camera. But again, here we here we are with Pixar just, just <laughs> throwing... Jesus Christ. Uh, just throwing uh, Broadway musicals and Louis Armstrong at children. Just... Yeah, let's get him well, on to let's get him on to art, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I read that the writer or director—I don't know if it's the same person. I'm sorry. He, uh, he, he was a co-writer on it, Andrew Stanton. Okay. Um, he 
I guess just really like loved Hello Dolly and wanted to like work it in like any way he could. <laughs> and they were just like, uh, I don't think it's going to work. And then he like made it work. And then it, they had this huge like battle over trying to get the rights for it. And they were like, why couldn't you find a song that's like, you know, part of like, you know, the Pixar family of rights, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they went through a big thing with that. But uh, I guess one of their friends ended up knowing one of the guys and they ended up getting rights pretty easy afterwards. But Very nice. Good. It's just funny. He's like, no, I want this specific song from Hello, Dolly. Like, how weird, you know? <laughs> Respect my vision. Yeah. But on your Sunday clothes, there's lots of world out there. I mean, it's catchy as fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Most of the songs in that musical are. I, I was in that musical in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, you... They stay with you. There, there are still songs I I know from that. Sometimes when my children are misbehaving, I'll be like, "Listen, Barnaby." <laughs> and they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> You've seen Wally, you know. Get with, the, <clears throat> get with the times, kid. Pardon me as I choke on some peanut butter. Don't do that. It's not Tuesday. It's a trap. <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody got any additional notes? Uh. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Yeah. Playing the, That's a good note. Playing Axiom's the, computer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which kind of brings around uh, her an alien with mother. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like that. They they certainly had to have done that on purpose. I, I can't imagine they didn't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, you know, Sam mentioned watching this in a film class that... We could probably pick any singular topic and go into great depth on it, but eh, we're not exactly that kind of podcast. But, you know, I think, uh, wasn't this the first Pixar film to get a Criterion collaboration? Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, really? There's a yeah. reason for it. It's, yeah, I need that to is that. cool. Yeah. Uh, great film. Indeed. So I know we also have a, another podcast within a podcast to talk about. Yes. Uh, Grading John Ratzenberger roles. Yes. I don't have a um, snaz- snazzy name for it. Rate that Ratzenberger. 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 Yeah. There we go. Zach, you're a genius. What wow. a guy. All, All right. right. So um, Ratzenberger yeah. time. So he played John. John. The, the, the big guy on the boat. And uh, he was fine. <laughs> it's good. I, 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 I like we get a lot more of him in this one. We do. Um, uh, like he's kind of a central character. Yeah. I like that he's paired up with Kathy and Jimmy. Yes. Mm. Peggy Hill herself. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think I do think there's almost too much of him, like some of the other <sighs> dang, the sneezes are with me tonight. <laughs> um maybe it's the sweater I was wearing. It's been in the garage. <laughs> you gonna destroy that sweater? Uh oh, watch whoa, whoa. It. I'm, it's coming undone. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, I, I think it's good. He, he plays a good character, but like at this time, I almost like expect a funny, brief cameo, and it's almost too much Ratzenberger. Mm. But I, I give it a B. Yeah, I think I'd go up to a B. I mean, I do. I I, I prefer the cameo instead of cast Ratzenberger. Um, kind of like in Finding Nemo, where he's just like the school of fish, or just kind of like little. They're not Easter eggs. They're just like. Hey, let's like. I would have loved him to be a, the voice of a random robot instead of the character he had. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, what is, I mean, I what is our to- is our top rank still the abominable snowman? 
I feel like I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's just it's 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 the perfect Ratzenberger. Yeah, yeah. I have a note on that in a couple of weeks, but okay, we'll, we'll get there. So uh, well, teases, 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 indeed. Well, then let's get into our worsty judgments. <clears throat> All right, well, Sam, we got a couple of questions, so we'll start here with the first one for you. Sure. Did this movie deserve Best Animated Feature? Yeah. Nice Bolt, and straight And what was the other one? Uh, uh, Bolt Kung and Fu Kung Panda. Fu Panda. Yeah, I say yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zach. Hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> Bolt. <laughs> Bolt is good. It's a cute movie. I like it a lot. Kung Fu Panda is pretty great, but Wally's the best, so yes. That's my answer. All right. Um... Yes, Wally deserved best animated feature. I struggle though. Um, I did not get to watch Bolt. I had every intention of watching Bolt. Instead of watching Bolt, I watched uh, all three Kung Fu Panda movies. <laughs> I love Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I, I re- I'm a big Jack Black fan. Not everything Jack Black does, but I'm a big Jack yeah. Black fan. Um, and I think Kung Fu Panda is probably his best work. I think Kung Fu Panda is DreamWorks's best work. And I think uh, Kung Fu Panda is much better than Shrek. Whoa, uh, that is yeah. some big words. I think it is nothing but uh, love is magic and with better cast. And I love Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Beautiful. So, but with that said, Wally was the better film. Um, so, yeah. And there really wasn't much that came out that year either. I kind of looked through the animated movies of the year. Oh, I got notes. Oh, Paul's got notes. Boy, oh, I got notes. Well, Paul, I got a question for you. Yes. Does this movie deserve best animated feature? Okay. So we'll go with the, the ranking thing, which be better next week. It's going to be much better next week. I'm very excited. Uh, all right. So uh, two, two remaining films. Bolts on the bottom. It's fine. Hmm. If it wasn't for that, yeah, ham- yeah. if it wasn't for the hamster, that movie would be nothing. Um, As somebody who has not seen the movie, hearing that out of context is great. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my ball. Um, <laughs> even more uh, out of context, greatness. I, I was hoping that would entice him. Um, and then Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to watch the second one when that gets nominated. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, before I answer the question specifically, I'm going to complain about a couple of movies that didn't get nominated. I know it got critically panned, but I like The Tale of Despero. I think it's a cute little film. I haven't seen it. I would have put it in here above Bolt. Hmm, Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. Uh, Yeah, I haven't. And I would kick both Bolt and Kung Fu Panda both out of this category for a nomination for fucking Ponyo. Oh, hell yeah. So I looked at Ponyo, but I was like, wouldn't that be next that be year? Next year, probably, but we don't know. <laughs> uh, here's here's what I have. Uh, number one, the next movie I'm bringing up is a foreign film that got nominated this year for foreign film, but it was the first completely flash animated uh, feature length film. Waltz with Bashir should have been in this category. Oh, oh, that film is incredible. It's from 2008. It is a foreign film, hmm. international film. However, we're putting that these days. Right, and it got nominated. So why can't we do Ponyo this year? But, oh my gosh! I was because I didn't see it. I thought Waltz was Bashir was nominated next year for animated, but it was just foreign language this year. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. 
They should have five, expanded this to five and put Ponyo and Walt Smith this year in there. At least, at absolutely. Least. Or just kick out Kung Fu Panda and Bolt and put those two in there. Because yeah. I love Ponyo. Ponyo loves ham and Sasuke. Yes. yes. Uh, we don't need Madagascar escape number two, Africa. We don't. No. Uh, but uh, I do, even though it was a straight-to-DVD release, want to bring up Batman Gotham Knight. Is that in your stack there? Right there. Nice. Nice. Really good. It is the uh it is essentially the animatrix, but for the Dark Knight. Ooh. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Uh and Kevin Conroy plays Batman. I think it's the first time he played Batman since the animated series ended. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah, the Justice League and all that. Yeah. That'll all be said. Oh DC Animated movies are so good. They're I mean, so they haven't good. been nominated for anything, though, right? Like, they go, they go straight to DVD. That's why. Yeah, I, I'd have yeah. to see if they're nominated within the fields that they're allowed to be nominated. Yeah, because I mean, even but, the first one that I could think of, like Mask of the Phantasm, that was straight to VHS, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Damn you, DC! No, no, Mask of Phantasm went to the theaters. Did it? And I, I was about to say, Mask of the Phantasm uh-huh. was in theater, sir. <laughs> Get out of here, Trav. The ghostly voice. Get out of here. I saw it in theaters with my grandfather who fell asleep. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Damn it. That's, so what that, he, that's what he did. Should we, that, that should be on the list of movies that would be nominated if the award had existed at the time. Yes, it absolutely should be. And it would have won because it is amazing. Sure. That being said, yes, Wally deserved this award. <laughs> it is I forgot amazing. What <laughs> and I love it. And um, yeah. Thumbs All up. right. Hooray. Also, quick shout out to pirates who don't do anything. No, it's VeggieTales. But I love that fucking they, song. They just stay at home and lie around. Yeah. And if you ask them to do anything, they'll just tell you. We don't, don't do, anything. do anything. I understand right. that VeggieTales is problematic, but some of those songs are fucking amazing. I, I ah, cheeseburger. I've essentially been without religion since I was like 12 or 13, and I love Veggie Tales. <laughs> <laughs> I love the edits on TikTok where they make them like more biblically accurate or something, and it's oh, like, God. <laughs> they're brutal Veggie Tales or something like uh, Nice. The tomato got squished. All right. Well, Sam, uh, our second question for you is, is this the worst best animated feature? Certainly not. No? Do you have a worst of the best animated features. Uh, like in all of life or. Of the. Uh, the nominated. Of the, Anything the that, that you know. If you can think of any of them that you think really did not deserve it. I, I have no idea what was nominated for animated that. I we can give pick. you what we've watched so far. We've watched. Sure. Shrek. First one. One. Then it was a. Uh, what do we have after that? Okay. Spirited Away. Away. It's yeah. Incredibles, Spirited Away, Ratatouille, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, Finding Nemo, Happy Feet, Shrek, and now Wally. See, I haven't seen Happy Feet or the one that you said that I didn't even know what you said. Um, <laughs> Wallace, and Gromit? Gromit. Wallace yeah. and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit? yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I kind of feel like maybe those are the ones that might be on the list, but I feel like I'm saying that because I haven't seen it. Um, all those Walls other movies. Good stuff. Yeah. I feel like all those other movies, um, are really good. So no, I don't, I think those were all worthy. All right. Yeah. So I'm hearing happy feet is the worst. is basically what I caught. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Zach, 
Is this the worst animated feature? Best animated feature? Worst best? Worst nah, best. it's not. And shake things up a little bit here. I've got it at my number two. Ooh. Five-star film. My number two. On a good day, it might, you know, if you put it in a battle boxing match with Spirit Away, it could win two out of five. But I think Spirit Away would take it three to two. That's how I feel. So it's at my number two, which leaves Happy Feet as my current worst. All right. Here we go. Uh, I got it at my number three, uh, beating out Wallace and Gromit. I like Incredibles just a little bit more. Maybe a bit more than a little bit. But I I do love Wally, but I still think Incredibles is just incredible. Mm -hmm. Better. So, Paul? I'm having trouble ranking it. Ooh. It's either my number two or three. Uh, okay. I'm with Zach, but I don't know. I think it comes down to points. I, I don't think it, I don't think spirited away takes that fifth round as clean as it does for Zach. Mm. Like we're going to have to go to a judge's decision on this. And I'm <laughs> having a hard time deciding which one's going at two, which one's going at three. Yeah. But so, like you always say, it's not your favorite Miyazaki. So yeah. And on you, um, Nausicaa is my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Nausicaa. I mean, I do too. It's not my favorite, though. <laughs> you have to like what I like. Like, where, why am I saying that? <laughs> Who cares, Sam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, so, right now, I, if you go look at my list, because they make me put things completely linear and I can't have a shared spot, uh-huh. uh, I have Wally on my letterbox list at number three, but spiritually right now, I feel like they're a shared number two. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm really having trouble weighing. You know, something's going to have to go in between them at some point. I'm sure there, there's a possibility. I mean, I mean, they could be paired together maybe the entire time. Who knows? They, they slide up and down with each other. Yeah. Gross. Uh, (laughs) Children's film. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, no, it is not the worst. It is very far from it. I still have Shrek on the bottom of my list. Oh, it's do on you the guys bottom. feel that way about Shrek? I had to listen to that episode. No, see, the problem is I, I, like, I like Shrek a lot. If it was Shrek 2, it'd be towards the top of the list. But I mean, Shrek, so I have Shrek at four stars on my letterboxd. And it's my, it's my number eight film right now. Yeah, he ended up liking Happy Feet a lot more than he remembered. Or on subsequent watches, he likes it more each time. So it overtook... Hmm. Like cats. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Cat, cats was an instant love story for me. It was love at first watch. <laughs> Honestly, the, the the texts I got from this guy after watching Cats made me go, "Man, I really need to see Cats." And I've seen Cats in Broadway. I should go see this terrible fucking musical that I absolutely hate with a cast that is only improved by two people and made worse by the rest. <laughs> the rest. Wow, that's. Who are the two? I mean, the obvious one and Idris Elba. Yeah, Dame Judy. Yeah, Dame Judy Dance. Yeah. Well, what about Ian McKellen? You would think, right? He's amazing in that film. Nobody is amazing in that film. Well, Ian McKellen is. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Cats cast. Look, look, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Look down the barrel of that fucking camera and let you know to your fucking <laughs> face. That a cat is not a dog. And you're going to tell me she didn't do a good job? I'm telling you right now. I'm not rewatching it till the butthole cut. And I haven't watched it for the first time until the butthole cut. I mean, we got to have our principles. Yeah. 
I want to keep the human hands and I want the buttholes <laughs> and then we'll give it another shot. I'm about to change the rules king of the podcast and everybody gets just a pick of one movie and mine's going to be cats. February's <laughs> <laughs> coming up. Or do we already have a choice? I forget now. Now. Uh, All right. Well, Sam, thank you very much for joining us here today. It was definitely fun. I hope you yeah, had fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. And is on. there anything you'd like to, uh, to plug? Um, no, no. Uh, help run comic cons if uh you guys have ever heard of tidewater comic con you should oh, hell yeah. yeah when is the next one uh may 20th right. hey it's my wife's birthday hey. yeah it's my dad's birthday that's how i remembered that i was like cool my dad's birthday <laughs> <laughs> we run like 12 shows so it's hard to like keep all the dates just constantly right there gotcha nice all right well again thank you very much for joining us here today yeah thanks for having me yeah. And of course, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X A K K M A S T E R, TikTok at House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name, Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Shark Dressed Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are reviewing all sorts of shark related material, uh, uh, content, whatever I usually say. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear on Twitter. And Letterbox, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watched. And did I watch something worth talking about this week? I'd really like for my computer to stop being so slow. Oh, what did Paul watch? I know I watched all 10 episodes of The Offer instead of watching movies that I was supposed to watch because I'm an <laughs> asshole. Um, did the same thing. I watched Paul the league. Drops the ball. Yeah, I did. Um, but the offer was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, if if you like tales of how great films got made and mm. really good performances from uh, Matthew Good, who played Ozymandias in the Watchmen movie. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I went and saw Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about something relevant to the podcast. A, okay. An animated, a brand new animated film. What a joy. Nice. That's that's where I'm going to leave that because we'll probably be talking about it a little bit more later. You really okay. think so? I right. I think it's getting nominated. I don't know if it's going to win, but I think it's getting nominated. Okay. We got to uh, look at 2022 again and go. Huh. Huh. I I think it's going to be if 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 I had my predictions, I think it's going to be that. Uh Marcel the shell with shoes on. Ooh, you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. maybe turning red if it got the theatrical release it deserved. I know it mostly went straight to uh, Netflix, but they might have four-walled it. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did Pinocchio back. get a theatrical release? Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, I believe it did. I think it came out like a month beforehand in mm. theaters and the right places. So Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, God, this computer's being so slow. I was trying to bring up my 2022 list, but I, I guess think the what, what's the movie that Disney uh, failed to promote? Strange, Strange oh, World. Strange World. I, I don't think that'll get yeah. nominated. No. Okay. I, they, made, they made that movie just so that people will get Disney+. Plus. I, I, 
so there's a prevailing theory that they failed to promote it properly and let it die in the box office so that they had an excuse so they could be like, see, everything should just go to Disney Plus now that uh, Strange World's mm. doing okay over there. Yeah. Like, it did okay. It did better on Disney Plus than it did in the theater. So we, we don't really need to put our animated films in theaters anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Who on that? Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. And Strange World was also a lot of fun. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, apparently, Letterbox just threw up a picture of Jake LaMotta and said, we're taking a short break between rounds. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Letterbox. <laughs> well, at least that's a pleasant way to have maintenance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll look at Robert De Niro all day. All right. Uh, Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we're staying in this Pixar lane. For better or worse, we're watching Up, which you can rent on Amazon, Google, Redbox, Voodoo, or stream on that much-discussed uh, Disney Plus. Excellent. That's a crier. It gets me. We'll 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 see what others have to say. Mm. We will. We will. Sam, thanks again for stopping by. Thanks for having me. You guys are a lot of fun. Yay! Shaw. That on my <laughs> resume. <laughs> Sam uh, says a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll be a reference for fun. <laughs> Sweet. All right. right, so we'd like to thank the disembodied voice of Trav from our sister podcast, Living Up of Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. Yeah, fuck that guy. We like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's bodied again. Um, <laughs> we would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscars Pod and on Facebook at the Oscars the Podcast. Don't forget to yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Give us five stars or the Earth gets destroyed! Holy shit, we've become supervillains. I'm real excited for this. (laughs) So, for Jonathan, Zach, Sam, and Fred Willard, the global CEO of BNL. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>